commence primary ignition. This is Star Wars. Look out! Bright sons and welcome. I'm Grex Kondak, and you're listening to Core World News, your Star Wars newscast for in-depth coverage analysis of the latest stories from around the galaxy. Welcome to our Black Spire review episode. Now for Ben Grant and Adam to discuss the thrilling, tragic, and heartening novel by Delilah S. Dawson. Excellent. Uh, yeah. Welcome. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you, Grex, for that lovely introduction. And um, yeah, this is going to be the Black Spire episode. Um, which is obviously going to have a lot of synergy with the uh, park. <laughs> and um, full disclosure, the three, none of the three of us have been yet. Um, so we'll be speaking from a point of ignorance. If anyone wants to chime in and contact us um, at Core World News um, and let us know um, any insights based on our conversation here, we'd love to hear from yeah. you as always. And if you went, just just let us know how it was. Like share yeah. your share experiences, favorite things totally. from here from it. We'd love to share with the audience. Yeah, we'd love to hear. So though we'll, we'll be you know a lot of um, thinking about what might be in that park um, based on this read because um, Delilah S. Dawson did a, a beautiful job creating this um, classic Star Wars story in um, this one locale um, that yeah. is the the essentially the basis for the new park in the exact time moment in time in canon um, that uh, the story takes place. Uh, right there. So, yeah. very cool, very cool thing. And the character at the center of it all is Vi Marathi. Mm-hmm. Yes. Fascinating character that, well, uh, appeared in the Phasma book. So, if you had read yes. Phasma, you are familiar yeah. with, with Vi. Yeah. But so much more is, is divulged about her character in this book. And it's just a fascinating journey. And it feels yeah. like a sequel to Phasma. I was going to say, that's kind of a good place yeah. to start, right? Like, it's it's like this secret sequel that yes. came out. Yes. Like, I, you know, I always, like, I... I think I have all of the upcoming Star Wars books pre-ordered that occasionally I'll just get a yeah. notification from a large overarching controlling Entity, conglomerate that says, hey, it's coming. <laughs> and, and Congratulations. I, yes, that and, and their bot is listening to me all the time at home. <laughs> so it's fine. But I get really excited when I get the shipping notice. So I, sometimes the reason I'm saying it is I just order stuff without knowing what it is necessarily or yeah. what the purpose is or what the plot is. And I remember, I think I jumped into it. I got into it a little before both of you did. And I was just like, guys, this is a sequel to Phasma. I remember like yeah. just five pages and I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. Like, because that's such a good book. So I was so excited to revisit some of these characters. Yeah. I mean, I, again, I do the same thing. I buy them all the side and sound. But I, I would have been a lot more excited about this book had I known it, what mm-hmm. it really is. Because, yeah, after, you know, after Phasma, there was a lot of talk online. I know people felt the same way I did that uh, they wanted to see more of these characters. They were fascinating characters. Um, very, very original, very unique. Um, so, yeah, Vimarati yeah, is... And you're constantly so introduced to new characters in this book as the narrative yeah. progresses. It's, it's it's really, really fun to meet the new characters and become familiarized with all the people who are actually actively living in Black Spire. It's fascinating. Um, yeah. 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 So this all starts with General Leia tasking Vimarati to go to Batu with Archex Cardinal, another returning character from Phasma. Yeah, and uh, to establish a base and recruit resistance fighters. Yeah, right. And just so I don't know if we said this before, but to, this is going to be a spoiler-filled <laughs> review. We're going to go through this whole thing in, yeah. in no particular order, but um, you're going to find out what happens here. So yes, and I'm guessing a spoiler, a particular spoiler, is going to come fairly quickly in this conversation, at least for me. So <laughs> okay, all right. So, uh, with, with that, fair warning. Um, yeah, yeah, maybe save this pod for later if you plan yeah. on reading this book, and you should. Yeah. It's very good. Um, but okay, yeah. So off they go, and they're down there. And yeah, so we know Archex, um, which is Captain Cardinal's real name, and Vimarati. They were the sort of spine of that last novel, in that like 
everything took place during this interrogation yeah. of Vimarati. Um, and then, and, and sort of they told stories back and forth. Um, this, they're actually the agents um, in the story creating an, an own story of their own. So here's the spoiler warning. Okay. <laughs> it's going to come up because I have to start with the praise of Dawson is an amazing writer. Um, an amazing writer, amazing writer, period, an amazing yeah. writer of characters, especially because Cardinal, in a lot of ways, is the bad guy in Phasma or one of the bad guys. Yeah. As much as she, it's this, it's this back and forth psychological warfare between the two, and and, and Vi ends up winning at the end and turning Cardinal. Mm. Like Cardinal tortured her yeah. for like a large portion of that book to the point where Vi in this book is still having nightmares yeah, P- of being tortured P- yeah, PTSD by from that experience which yeah. is like oh we're buddies now but she's like no like she wakes up screaming and crying from that experience and I remember being really thrown at the beginning of this book of like okay those so these this is gonna be a buddy cop book of of yeah. a torture and a victim yeah. <laughs> in some ways right. where I'm just like but through the through this character, I mean, the whole book is about redemption in so many mm. different ways. And part of it is this idea of of Cardinal coming to terms with what he did, who he was, and, and becoming a good man, right? A good person. And so, like, to the point where, and here's a spoiler, where he passes away, I was emotionally affected by that. Yeah, where if you had yeah. killed off Cardinal at the beginning of his character, I'd be like, good, good riddance. And right. by the end, I'm like, no, not, not our case. Yeah. Now, there's a, a couple things that I'll probably wait to get into. Where I was crying for most of yeah, the yeah. end of this book, mm-hmm, actually. There mm-hmm. was really stuff. And, I mean, what we're looking at here, like, broadly, I mean, it's, again, we're just telling the Seven Samurai story. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and a lot of Star Wars, it's sort of like every story is the Seven the, the, Samurai a, story. A found family, family story, story, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah found exactly, family. Yeah. It's sort of like ragtag group. We're yep. band together Get in the, the face together. of certain yep. doom. And, you know, we achieve um, because of the sum of our our. our parts yeah um is greater than the individuals yeah um but it's it, she did that story in a very unique way and um, with very very unique character traits for a star wars story right and it was hard for me to grasp the kind of buddy cop aspect of of uh, vi and cardinal's relationship artrix's relationship should i say yeah but um but we are told that he went to syria uh syria the planet i believe it was called, oh. called syria for deprogramming yes yeah so he yeah. had been through a rehabilitation yeah. process <laughs> right yeah. but they do a good job of too throughout the novel going how effective is deprogramming right? because yeah. you're almost yeah. waiting for him to turn a little bit and they play on that a few times right. in the book and um and the fact that they also do it because he never buys full in to the resistance for a long time this is just yeah. for yeah. him for most of the book we see this from his perspective just being this is part of the pay, the dues I pay for getting out of the first order. I yeah. don't buy into this. They have me on an ankle monitor, basically. Yeah, yeah, low jack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but Space I low really jack. don't like the first order, so I'm just doing this to mess with the first order, not necessarily because yeah. I buy into the resistance. And he was yeah. ultimately rudderless. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I mean that's sort of where he starts, and then ends up in a very different place. I, I think. I mean, yeah, what, it's not told to you, but you can sort of you're left to think, well, if he's willing to give himself for the cause, yeah. then. He's he's pretty yeah. squarely yeah. within the resistance, and he plays devil's advocate to Vi for most of the novel in terms yes. of discussing the First Order's motivations and and, and things like mm-hmm. that, like order and order being good for the galaxy, and how yeah. he's used to that you know systematic kind of lifestyle. Right. Yeah. Surya is sort of funny. I, I I pronounce it Surya. It's I think it's C E R R E A. Surya. Um, I like how you pronounce it Syria. And I was like, well, that doesn't. Syria? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Syria might be Maybe a better might one. Be a I, I don't know. Um, we didn't look up that pronunciation, yeah. but uh, it's funny. It's like a no cal. I imagined it as like this no cal mindfulness retreat sort yeah. of with yoga <laughs> yeah. and like yeah. drum circles. 
and maybe partner switching. I don't right. know. <laughs> he describes it a couple times. And yeah. He does talk about there being kind of counselors and yep. other yeah. other attendees and yeah. <laughs> kind and of a rehab he program. sort of roll and myself being a lefty mindfulness fan, like sort of can laugh at that and sure. see how that sort of like Especially throwing a Nazi into that situation. That situation <laughs> yeah. you're like, oh, come in touch with who you are and breathe and <laughs> yeah. Um, that's sort of funny. Yeah, to, to think of him there is pretty great. But they get to the point of like uh, of really talking a bit about Archex's experience or everyone's experience in the First Order. Like they talk about the use of drugs and stimulants and yeah. all this stuff. Like they basically get the their child army. Yeah. This is what, what by the yeah. way, in, in yeah. like you know, speaking from a sociological yeah. and, and standpoint, like that's how you get a child army. Is like yeah. you literally get them hooked on drugs. Yeah. Right. At like age four, this is really yeah. horrible stuff, guys. But and then and then that's all you do is you get them addicted, so they'll just do anything to get the drugs. Right. And that's basically what the first order seems to be doing. As much as they're brainwashing, yeah. it seems like they're probably just addicting, getting all these kids addicted. Yeah. Dawson did a great job yeah. of, of really mm-hmm. creating that world, and mm-hmm. it, we don't know that much about the Empire, but I couldn't help but sort of be like, I always think of the Empire as sort of some misguided sort of like Germany, circa like you know, like yep. in in the 30s or something like. Just like you're there, you don't know, you think this is good for your country, you've been mm-hmm. told, you just like kind of dumb people that have been sort of convinced to jo- to enlist because they didn't, it was the best out of a bunch of bad options and yeah. they don't really know how terrible their own organization is. But the First Order is like a bunch of sociopaths run by sociopaths. Like yeah. they're, after reading this book, I have real fear about the First Order, which I, I yeah. didn't really even in yeah. resistance, even though they're sort of getting to that. Mm-hmm. But they're just like they have no morals. I mean, I mean, it, ironically, like they call it order, but it's not order. It's it's whoever the ruling person is there calls the shots, yep. and that's the quote unquote order. They were terrifying in this yep. book um, to me. Yep. Yeah. yeah, I mean, so there's the drugs, but they also he mentioned towards the end, like when he was sleeping, they would pump propaganda into yeah. his his yeah. like ears, so he would have to listen to yeah. like all these battle commands and like propaganda for the the cause. And he was like, it was easy. You were just on rails. You just did that's, what you were told, and, and you were told all the time. Really good point. She does a really good job of differentiating the Empire from the First Order. Because the, yeah. first, the Empire, when we watch it from the prequels, you can see that progression, right? You can see how yeah. you can see how the Republic turned into the First Galactic Empire, right? Like, you right. can watch that kind of thing. Oh, yeah, it's war, true. making decisions. There were decisions. This is simply a, a like, I think, actually... Uh, Ben, I think like way back when you kind of referred to it as Blackwater, but it's this organization, yeah. right? It is this yeah. military organization. It's not a political organization in many no. ways. It's just a military organization that does everything to just turn people into soldiers through drugs, through propaganda, through brainwashing. Like right. it's just. And we know from recent stuff about Snoke, um, I joked about referencing the comic that just came out yesterday, but um, or two days ago, but he, I mean, he is obsessed with power. And that's, that's as much as we can tell from motivation for yeah. the First Order is he wants to take over the galaxy like like the Empire did. But they're they're a rogue. They're doing it as a rogue mm-hmm. military element. And that is much scarier um, yeah. and much more malevolent. Um, there doesn't appear to be any, you know, you can see how in Resistance he's able to... Um, Oh gosh, I'm trying to think of her name. You, you can convince you know some minds to be to be recruited there. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know people that are down on their luck and are just mm-hmm. trying to find their yeah, way in the Tam, galaxy. Tamra, Tamra, thank mm-hmm. you. Um, Couldn't get it either. <laughs> yeah, 
Um, and you can see how that happens on a person-to-person basis, but as an overall ideology, they're pretty... But to the Batuan, Batuans, uh, the First Order are still largely steeped in mystery. Like yeah. They are such it's yeah. a remote world, Yeah. And, and as you see by Oga and Kath's first right. encounter, you know, they're willing to actually cooperate, or they're, you know, certain... Certain characters are right. willing to cooperate, or at least, yeah, you know, they're like Blackwater. Actually, they're you know, First Order is on very few people's radar. There, it's sort of like if you're a government, you know them, you know, and because and you fear them, and you know, you fear what they represent. Um, but if you're just a, a, a citizen in the galaxy, you know, you've only known peace for this long, yeah. and you don't really, in, unless they've come to your city, you don't know, you know, your planet, you don't know who they are, right? And I mean, there's, there's, and and Delilah S. Dawson. Um, and this is just coming out of my brain right now, so I apologize. I'm not going to have all the thing. There's the co- kind of a companion book to this, the young the young adult book that was uh, a Crash of Fates by Zoraida. Zoraida, yeah. thank you. I always know I count on Grant. Yeah. Yeah. Zoraida. Yeah, I don't know her last name. But they've yeah. traded uh, back and forth a little bit online, and, and there's some there's some mm-hmm. um, name drops between the two books. But like that does a good job of showing Batu is this really you know remote planet where we're talking about farmers for the most part yeah. most of these and scavengers like these people yeah. are not leaving like most of them like the main character of of one of the main characters of that book uh, of crash fate had never left yeah like he was like 20 or 30 or something and never left the planet ever right yeah well i mean in this book we have um dolan mm-hmm. who's never left his farm right. yeah. yeah for 25 yeah. years yeah. of life you know he's never been to the city which is yeah right next door which is yeah. i mean that's real life right there i mean it, it, they they seem sort of like star wars amish you know some mm-hmm. sort of mm-hmm. like that's not our ways we don't do our things yeah. but um the universe has a way and, of and getting the planet's to also, or at least black spire outpost is is oftentimes described as being a very poor like yes. yeah. poor settlement i mean there's there's just farmers and yeah. kind of scrap dealers entrepreneurs yeah. and smugglers and things like that just all trying to are, are all trying to sell their goods in marketplaces and and have a small economy there. Yeah. Other than that, it's there's nothing of and when Kath assesses Lieutenant Kath assesses the um the planet, he and he's the first order lieutenant, when he right. assesses the planet, he says there's nothing of value for the first order here. There's yeah. there's no orphans to take advantage of. There's no mines to to to, to get resources. There's there's yeah. almost nothing of any value for the first order. So it's yeah. it's it's kind of fun to to, to see how different people perceive the planet and uh in this book. Yeah. Do we want to start maybe uh, running through some of the locals, the Batuans, and yeah. talk about some of these characters? Did you have um, any favorite Batuans in there that um, stuck out to you? Uh, or maybe, yeah. Tuans? I liked, uh, uh, let me see here. I liked Asabi, obviously. Super interesting. Yeah. Uh, connected to Lorsan Pekka. I was say. A yeah. friend yeah. of Lorsan LST, Pekka. baby. yeah. 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 So I'm you yeah. super interested. <laughs> yeah, you know me. <laughs> I'm super interested about that relationship, and I want to see more. Uh, hopefully, we'll get some kind of uh, prequel novel or prequel comic or something like that yeah. that features them. This is the moment. This character, and when they talk about this character, is the most in this book where I was just like, I have to go to Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, because yeah. like, it's like because yeah. like that's a thing. That's you go yeah. to Savvy's and that's where you do lightsaber construction class oh, and stuff right, like that right. and so like i didn't get sucked in with all the other stuff like Oga's cantina sounds cool but part of me is just gonna be sitting in the bathroom trying to figure out which panel actually opens yeah. up opens up to Oga's. yeah so i'm gonna be that thing. weird guy like pushing on everything in the bathroom in the, in the women's room exactly yeah it's <laughs> gonna be, be really weird it's gonna be interesting be like, get you're gonna kicked be out like, i'm gonna get banned from uh from yeah a, but uh but this like
like that was the moment where I'm like, oh, I can't wait to go and see that. Yeah. Actually, you can imagine Disney probably after this book was like, oh, God. I could like, have thought be, of like, oh, now the women's room at Odin's is going to be like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. They'll be like, there is no trapdoor here. It's been sealed off. I promise you. <laughs> I've actually or thought Oga's, of Oga's secret office, right? Yeah. Yep. Is well, everyone going to be searching for that? I, I would be. I, yeah, I yeah, want to yeah. be. I mean, that that. Let's start at the top. I mean, Oga runs this town, right? Yeah, yeah. She's uh, she's a blue topian. Blue topian. Yeah. Um, which is a great, uh, great new species. Relatively, um, I think the first time I saw it was in Rogue One. Yeah. I think um, so, yeah. Our hero uh, Generoso's uh, cellmate um, is a blue topian. Um, right. That's what that was. I like. I remember I saw it and I could not because I looked it up on Wikipedia and saw yeah. the the image, but I could not place where I saw one. So yep. that's exactly. Yep. So in um in that standalone book, which oh my god, my brain is just like full of alcohol. Um, <laughs> like I can't recall. Not all even. These I was names. like, I was like, I was like waiting for him to like, yeah, yeah. hide it in some way. You mean Carillion? You mean put Carillion? Put Carillion in front street. Hell, yeah. There's a lot of Tonneray. <laughs> not today, of course, but just been on a little bit of a streak. Um. But we're, yeah, there's just so much Star Wars knowledge that's clanking around in my thick, soggy brain. Always, brains. yeah. Um, but uh, anyways, in her novel, she talks about that character. Um, yeah. Um, and uh, so, yeah. Anyways, it's interesting. Rebel Rising? Good. No, what was it? Rebel, yes, Rebel Rising. Thank you. You're Thank welcome. You. I couldn't remember if it was that or if it was Catalyst, but it's definitely Rebel Rising. Rebel, that's all about, that's all about her and her, yeah. Um, so, yes, um, in Rebel Rising, she talks about her Bluetopian um, cellmate, and it's not pleasant. Um but yeah. Uh, yeah, there it is. Yeah. And um, anyway, so we have Oga. Uh, she's a very cool character. Um, she runs a town. She's sort of yeah. a crime boss. Yeah. Um, what do you think about crime bosses What governing like over a town? Like... I mean, Pluses, minuses. Is it a good thing? Should they be taken out? Like, what do you what do you think? <laughs> so full full exposure. I'm a criminal justice professor. What do you, what do you think, Adam? <laughs> so weirdly, okay. So to first off, bad. Okay. However, there is a large discussion about the benefits that come from towns that are run by by either nothing or by criminal justice organ or criminal organizations. Criminal organizations. There is order. It's not yeah. good order, right? right. And, and there's a lot yeah. of victimization, but there's order. And so I think she did a really good job in this book of showing that, like, things don't get out of hand at Black Spire because everyone's really afraid of what Oga's going to do. Right. But then also Oga right. takes advantage of everyone, right? Like, that's the thing. Like, it's, it's Right. They it's, still have to do, they make their payoffs. Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's the same, It's I mean, to be honest, to oversimplify, it's the same pluses and negatives to having a, to be running mm-hmm. by a dictator. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, it's just a dictator in a small scale. Right, in a smaller scale. Yeah. I've, we've been sort of talking off air about possible, like, having a, a formal discussion about what's going to happen after the rise yeah. of Skywalker. Yeah. But um, you just sort of wonder, it's sort of like, what is what is utopian Star Wars? And we'll talk more about that on another episode. But this made me really think about that. And, and I, I love yeah. Dawson's writing because she was so good at sort of at writing about this and the the real dichotomies of, you know, the good and the bad. Yeah. They go with it. It's just like, it is what it is. And it, it doesn't force you to make a decision on who these right. people are. Right. Even though you sort of tell, like at the beginning, you see Oga blow away a Wookiee. Yeah. Um, because he was, I don't know, cheating on her with a waitress or something. Yeah. And then, you know, by the end, she's pretty, she does some nice thing, nicer things, but, you know, she still yeah. like makes sure like, oh yeah, your friend can run my tech shop, but she's right. got to make sure she pays her 
her due. Yep, and your friend can run the yeah. bar, but make sure he's not recruiting. And by the way, here's what you need. Here's your radio. Yeah. But I'm just giving this to you because now you owe me one. Right. Like, yeah, like yeah. it's very godfathery, right? right? And, she, very, yeah. Yeah, like, and she lays down the law in a lot of ways, but she also allows for competition. I mean, we know Sabi and we know Doc Ondar are always competing to discover true. Kind yep. of relics, uh, yeah. artifacts, you know, yeah. whatever yeah. kind of ships are. And are, um, Mobu has his tech shop, his right. droid shop, but um, what will now be Creaky's um, place will is sort of a, a similar thing. Yeah, right. lower budget, but yeah, they have. Different stuff. There. Actually, this book. It seems like money. It seems like money rules everything. It seems like Spira rules everything in Batu because yeah. it's such a remote world, yeah. and fuel costs so much yeah. because it's such a remote world, and to, to get off world is difficult. And there's all these factors that it seems like you know Oga com- constantly comments on how you know everyone's just desperate for Spira, and that's yeah. kind of that's yeah. kind of the the culture yeah. of the mil- milieu of that area. Mm-hmm. Everyone's kind of. Um, yeah, yeah, totally great. So we meet all these characters and there's, so, I mean, I, I was like flummoxed when they got looted and there was nothing they could do about it at the yeah. beginning of this book. I mean, I was like, I was angry. I was like, did you just gonna let that happen? Yeah. <laughs> like, like this, just we're let just this accepting happen? this? Just accepting this? Like, I but would yeah. just like start blowing people away, but it's like, no, like you can't do You're that. Way outgunned. But I know it, it yeah. was very frustrating to be like, oh, wow. They just got to kind of work, scavage yeah. and hopefully get pieces and buy back, back and your and own like, gear. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh. I kind of liked it because it kind of it set them back a peg, and it, yeah. it, there's a lot to work towards. And, and obviously, she has to go get a job immediately and make you know yeah. whatever spira she can. It's so smart, right? Like, yeah, it, the book basically begins with a crash. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, and I just love the fact that it's just one of those fun things that if you think through it, like if they didn't crash, none of this book would have happened. Right, <laughs> right. Like it was right. just that, and literally the next 350 pages is this is just basically her trying to recover right. from that crash. This- that crash happened because they sort of came in Atmo right near a different. Um, there was two two ships chasing, chasing each other, each other. and they, I think they ended up getting like hit off course or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and hit them. But I was like, oh, is would one of them, would one of them be Zade or Zadie? Zadie. Awesome. No, because he was being he he was he no. got boarded by the first order. And yeah, he got boarded. He basically pulled a Han Solo. He got boarded. Yeah. Had to get rid. Of, he, all his stuff was gone, and they owed the crime boss <laughs> because it is a Han Solo yeah. story for uh, Zadie. Yeah. Um, so we're naming a lot of names, and and one name that came up, which is my favorite character, which is Creaky. Yeah, Creaky's Creaky. my favorite too. Chadrafan, right? Sad- yeah, yeah Chadrafan. Chadrafan right. from a uh, probably best known currently from Resistance. Uh, one of is the shop a- owners is Chadrafan, the one one voiced by Bobby Moynihan. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, or- it's the bat like it's the yeah, bat like the diminutive yeah, looking yeah, yeah. Um, bat people. the bat yeah. people. Yeah. Yes. Wait. He's a Chadravan? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Come on. I just yeah, verified yeah. on Wikipedia, but okay. you can go ahead and double verify. Yeah, Creaky was really, really cool. I and I love when Vi Vi saves her from her uh her boss, yes. uh Gaul, who we know is also a first order sympathizer. Yeah. Um so there are first order sympathizers among the mar- in sure. uh, among the entrepreneurs in the marketplace and things like that. So that's I just can't wait to go and see all of these Batuan locals. Like I'm I hope we can find some of these people, especially like like Grana and um uh, like Salju. Yeah. This like this book's not fair. Um, and it's really mean because, first off, it's just a really good book that I really, really would have enjoyed if it had nothing to do with a theme park. But now it has something to do with a theme park. And so not only being a very good book that I enjoyed, it's really frustrating me that I can't go to Galaxy's Edge like right, right now. Yeah. yeah. Like the one thing that you want to do after reading this book is go straight to Galaxy's Edge. Because yeah. I, I got hungry during this book. 
Yeah. <laughs> I, I, there's so for much some food. Ronto roasters. Yeah, yes. there's a lot of Ronto wraps to buy. talk about. Yeah, um, I know you can't. I got yeah, thirsty during this book, and I just kind of wanted to just hang out and just. To me, this book was just cozy. It almost as cozy as like The Hobbit was when I first read it. This kind of you know. I, yeah, I just want to go. I want to go to like Savvy's like, and I don't even know if it's there, but I want to just like find scrap metal and mm-hmm. just like, just like bob for apples in it. Like I just want to like <laughs> yeah. be like like do the backstroke through a bunch of this old like Star Wars yeah. like grim bleed out like right, right, you know right. like scrap and just yeah. like look for like stuff in it just to be yeah. like that would feel so in universe to me yeah um so. in galaxy that yeah it made me want to really like go to a it junk does. dealer and see what they have and i don't want to say it's because i know my wife doesn't listen to the podcast but like we both have quite a bit of january off because we're both teachers <laughs> we're not financially doing well right now <laughs> But there's a good chance that she's she's finishing up her program and be like, what better way to celebrate than going down <laughs> to Florida? Florida? Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful Florida, United States of America. <laughs> Hello, Orlando. That's what um, credit cards are for. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. Um, so that would be, yeah, it, it definitely makes you want to go and see this experience. I, I was sort of, you know, I, I was doubtful when it started out. Because I was like, oh, so I'm not going to be able to afford anything. Um, or it's like they're like getting you prepared to be broke when you go to this place, mm-hmm. um, or feeling broke when you when you go to this place. But um, by the end of it, it just like seems really interesting. It yeah. does feel very much like part of the universe. I mean, granted, I just read the whole novel about it, but I think it's going to make me feel like I did when I went to or I watched my sister and my nephew at the Harry Potter land. Yeah, because they read the Harry Potter books to like to each other like they actually ended yeah. up switching as he got older oh, like cool. she would read to him and then when he got old enough to read he would read to her at night oh, it was cool. very cute um and so i i read all the harry potters and like it and i and when i went to the, the harry potter land it was a lot of fun i really enjoyed it but watching them they would look at right. every storefront yeah and be like oh that's from that book that's from that and right. so that's like i realize when i go down there i'm not gonna have the money if i go down there this year i'm not gonna have the money to make a lightsaber i'm not gonna right. have the money to make a droid right but I don't think it's going to matter to me necessarily yeah. the first time I go down there because the majority of the time I'm going to be spending just looking at everything and that's going to be the treat to me. That's going to be free. Yeah. Not free, right. but it's just the price right. of the mission is just staring at all these yeah. things and connecting it to books and, and comics and everything. Right. And that, that's what this that's what this book did. Like before mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I get it. You're going to feel in-universe. But now having read this book, I mean, I feel like I know every speck of dust in that place. Yeah. Right. Because right. we know about Oga's Cantina. We know about Savi's Workshop. We know about Mobu's, Mobu's uh, a Droid Shop and all that kind of stuff. Yep. But Doc Ondar. But, yeah, and Doc Gondar stuff. We, those were kind of the main locations. But in this book, we get, you know, there's even more minutiae where we hear about apartments being just outside Savi's yeah. workshop and things like that. Mm. Like, are we going to be, be able to search for Dottie's apartment? You know what I mean? Like, are we yeah. going to find these people and see these apartments? I know. These, like, kind of deep I wonder if they would be, like, Westworldy. Like, I wonder if they will have, like, there's supposedly going to be, like, a, a drama that plays out. No, so that's, that's it. That's what I wanted to ask you guys. It's a big question. Um, do you guys think that there's an evolving narrative going on it? galaxy's edge and do you think after the rise of skywalker new characters will populate the park that's a really interesting thought yeah. thought i mean we huh. do know that like it was supposed to take over a day or two it's like or it's like a day that keeps repeating, yeah like westworld but right now right now change, right. right now yeah but will it change and this was actually one of the notes i made about this was sort of like the we haven't the one section of the park that isn't available yet um is the resistance area like the resistance base Right, because that's the rise of in the resistance the ruins, in this book. That's kind of no, no in, in the, Galaxy Six. Galaxy Six, the rise of resistance ride right. isn't open yet. Right. right, and I was just sort of like wondering if like they needed to set up this book first to sort of like it's almost happening in real time. You know, like because right. in the book they're creating the base. 
Yes. And like, is there a reason why, you know, I mean, like maybe they're delaying that section of that park, not because they couldn't get it done in time, but because they're waiting for Rise of Skywalker. I think that's always been my suspicion is that it connects something to Rise of Skywalker that they're not willing to reveal yet. I think it opens up before the movies open up. Right. And we we did hear rumors that the three, three main actors, uh, Daisy Mm -hmm. Ridley, um, Oscar Isaac and uh, John Boyega all did kind of these cameo spots for Galaxy's Edge. This is kind of some rumors yeah. that yeah. were going around the internet like three or four months ago or a while, while yeah. back. Yeah. But, um, I mean, totally. I, I could see them going there in The Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, I mean, so... Yeah, I we mean, had it might this... be a thing. I mean, if, if yeah. Kylo Ren's going there, that's like a thing. So we had this discussion a little bit off air, but because I was like, w- w- does Hondo own the like Millennium Falcon? Because I'm going to throw this... I'm going to turn this table over if that's the case. Right. Like, <laughs> like, and so and so there's a there was a kid's novel, like a really kid's novel. Like, I took the bullet for you guys. It was well written, but I was not. <laughs> if I wasn't nine, yeah. you know, it doesn't At least really the Journey work. of yeah. the Falcon? Novel. No, it's... Yes, Journey yeah. of the Falcon is Lando's luck, I think. No. Hondo's luck, maybe? It's Lando's Luck was one of the, oh, okay. of the books, but it's anyway. So, so the story is basically that Chewie and Chewie and Ray drop the the Flat Falcon off at Black Spire because it needs repair. This is after Episode Eight. It needs repair. The only person they know that they can trust trust is Hondo because they mm. need it out of the they need a place where the Black where basically First Order's not going to find it. Right. So they drop it off, and that's why it's there when you're at. That right. so to build on what Ben said, I always had a suspicion that in episode nine we might get a uh, quick moment of them having to go to Black Spire to pick up the Falcon at the very beginning. Yeah, we may get a with a Hondo appearance. Unless, possibly. yeah, yeah. we don't really know what the First Order is doing right now, Mm-mm. but one would think systematically going through and snuffing out resistance outposts that, um, yeah, General Leia Organa is hastily trying to set up around the galaxy, and so. I mean, I guess that, you know, we find out at the end of this book that Kylo Ren is coming in a Star Destroyer down yep. with a whole, yep. with the 709th Legion, which is pretty cool. Yes. That he's got, they're starting to num- number legions there um, of elite troopers to go down and um, and wreck this place. So I imagine that's what we'll see at the park. But I mean, maybe that's part of the Rise of Skywalker. And like, what's interesting is that could Galaxy's, be the first thing. It's like Galaxy's Edge. Galaxy. So I'm currently looking at the D23 timeline that was released. Okay, great. And so they have Galaxy's Edge there, and I'll show Grant first because the way we're sitting, it looks like it's halfway between. This takes place probably six months after oh. uh, Episode Eight and six months before Rise of Skywalker. Where is where is Galaxy's Edge? So that's Galaxy's Edge there, oh, and that's the line. So you see, it's almost halfway between Episode. Uh, yeah. Do a thing. You okay. Can't. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Between the the two things, and we know it's about a calendar or galaxy year between, mm-hmm. um, which again we're like in real time. Yeah, hmm. about yeah. So, so okay. So it's this. It's not quite to rise of Skywalker yet. So this could be happening before, right? You know, Which is interesting. So if we're going to talk about the parks for a little bit from the photos I've seen because I do a lot of the Instagramming. Um, so I've seen pretty much all the photos you ever could see from Galaxy's <laughs> Edge, which is fun and yet a bummer at the same time. <laughs> right. Uh, Kylo's there. Yeah. And Ray is there. Wow. Which is hmm. interesting. So there's some stories oh, at Galaxy's Edge. Wow. So there's some story that takes place because it's all canon, which means if you're seeing Ray, it's not just someone cosplaying. Yeah. It's Ray is there, so it's interesting that there's some right. unknown story that's gonna that kind of has. One would think that if you um, wanted to, if you liked the Falcon at all, you would need to get it out of that outpost before Kylo Ren got there. Yeah, that's a bit perplexing. Yeah, like there. Kylo Ren will recognize that ship and destroy. I wonder if that's the plot of 
of Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. It's just, is the plot just getting the Falcon back? Well, I don't you know. know. A we lot have of people to go. know this, but we don't. We got to know. Yeah. Or, um, Again, listeners, write in. <laughs> yeah, give us a clue. Um, because or, I, I read a lot about this, but I haven't heard. Or send me several thousand dollars so I can go to yeah, experience that's right. it myself. We will be either one's Patreon fine. next week. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, cool. Um, and but so yeah. you were saying the resistance base that they're they're building out a resistance base area of the park that yeah. the visitors can't go to yet, right? That's the one Is that setting that up maybe a resistance victory in the Rise of Skywalker and then an exploration of that area after the film's release? Possibly. Yeah. Or it's just like you just have this snapshot in time and it's just like it just keeps repeating and we'll know what happens afterwards, but like you just have this one thing. I mean, I would say as if it's going to be I mean, this also makes a lot of sense as far as delaying um the feature movies for yeah. for Disney. Like it makes sense for this place to yeah. Tell like for the story to change post Rise of Skywalker I have a fun and question. then exist yeah. in this world, you know, sort of. So in if a there, way. so if there is an evolving narrative and the park is to change after the the release of the Rise of Skywalker, which central character from the ensemble in the the saga mm-hmm. films would you like to stay behind and and, and Batu. stay on Batu? On Batu, yeah. I mean, I I'd like the First Order to be there with no antagonist. It doesn't really right. yeah, ha- have right. the same cachet. Which I think, I mean, like like what happened at the end of episode six, right? Like we're going to see the Mandalorian. Just because the First Order is defeated. Doesn't mean they're not still remnants. Doesn't mean there's not yeah. like leftovers. Um, so my mind is going back and forth between two characters. And I know who I would like, but I don't think that character necessarily makes the most sense. But it probably would be Finn. Would be, I, think would be I would love good. Finn there too. I was thinking Finn as well. Yeah, I'd love Finn as well. Yeah. I mean, Ray's a great character. Ray's a great character. I think she has bigger things yeah. to do <laughs> after that movie. Yeah, who knows? She's, not a, she's not on an outpost. Yeah, yeah but she's... Finn, like Finn, never had a yeah. family. He never right. had a place to belong. So imagine this recurring story of Finn is just like yeah, setting up this area right and getting right. to know the locals. He has a lot of Archex in him, or a little bit of yep. shared experiences Archex. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. I, you know, after this book, I sort of like had a thought where it'd be like if they, it'd be cool if. In the resistance base somewhere, they just like spray painted a um, a first order helmet red and just like put it in a corner in memory oh, of him nice. and like what he did, you know, oh, and be like yeah. for his sacrifice. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, something for them to look at um, would be pretty cool. I hope there is some evidence of Archex being yeah. there. When right. We go to the park. I hope you know we see yep. something. But um, yeah. And there's so many Easter eggs in this in this book that I'm excited to. I hope we can see some of the ruins and and yes. maybe some of the the wall art of. The patients yes. created things like that would be really cool. Yeah, they um, have. They seem to have their own, possibly force-related religion there that Dolan's a part of. Yeah. These are religious spaces, even to his people that don't get out of, um, you know, the sticks much. Um, but I'd love to learn more about it. I hope it's entirely different from every other, you know, sort of force cult or force religion um, we see. Cool. You guys want to blast through some characters? Yeah, sure. So Solju. Right off the start, right, right at the uh, start mm-hmm. of the book, she's the one who greets them. Yeah, um, guides guides by into the town. Right, just the helping hand. Yeah, it was tough to trust her after they'd just been robbed blind. But I was yeah. like, okay, yeah. I was yeah. Like, yeah. All right. yeah. She's like, hi, bright suns, everything yeah. is very nice. And yeah. I'm like, all right, mm. culty McCult face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you steal all my stuff? Or? Yeah, yeah, she was a bit too happy, and um, but we don't see her much after that. She just not much us no. in, and but she was very sweet and gets um. Gets our hero, uh, heroes on their feet. Uh, we got Arda Clayton. The she owns the clothing shop. Oh, all oh, right. Yeah. Yep. 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 Lots uh, of Mubo. 
the droid smith. I like him yeah, a lot. He's a cool character. What yeah. um Which, what? is he humanoid or no, do we He's an Utai. Oh, he's Utai, right, yeah. right. So that means he's, yeah, he has the lines on the face, right? Right, yeah, because Palins are the little ones. Palins are the smaller ones. Smaller ones. And actually, there was a great um, Easter egg there, too, that he, they, that when um, V was learning um, some gossip around town, he had a crush on this other creature that I don't have the thing to, but she was actually native to Utai. Like, it's oh, cool. it's like a, a very mm. small population um and there, oh, really and that cool. was one of the people that. And I, we have to assume, right? Because one of the things when you go to Galaxy's Edge, there is the droid shop. That's right. That you put your droids together from a conveyor belt. So I'm guessing that's going to be that. So I'm sure it's just going to be some humanoid running it. But how great would it be to walk in and see an Utah Utah standing there? Like, yeah. I would just be like, that'd be my favorite yeah. thing in the world because I love those. Yeah. I love that character yeah. design. That creature design is so much fun. Me too. And it's not a hard makeup application to do for. Um, yeah. One of your cast no, members. Yeah, you would make it a rubber helmet. Yeah, mask. exactly. Yeah. They, could, they yeah. could reuse it. I hope there's a Chatter fan. Um, that'd be great. I was wondering if yeah. they were going to do that. Because there is a uh, there is a um, Tordarian. Oh, yeah, Tordarian toy shop. Oh, it's a, funny. Playing yeah. words. It's Zabaka, the toy toy shop owner. Oh yeah, I yeah, guess yeah, that's yeah, that. Yeah, it must be. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I hope they do. They do. It would be great if it was creaky. Like I would like want to hug her. Actually, oh which, I know, you know that'd be tough. Probably supposed. To, it's probably not nice. <laughs> by You'll away, break but... the robot. <laughs> yeah. Speaking but, uh, of robots, but there was a Chatter fan in. Um, sorry, in Mos Eisley. That was. A, oh that's, right, that's, that's where we I had first in my mind. I mean, you just need a helmet character. and gloves, and that's it. Yeah. And a short person. Totally. Um, yeah. Speaking of robots, we skipped over Pook. Oh, we did. Pook, Pook is there. <laughs> yep. Pookie. Who has some of the best lines in the book. Yeah. yeah. Um, always fun to have a sardonic kind of Very sardonic. Droid. Yeah, like just <laughs> smokes cigarettes, stares yeah. at candles, and listens to the cure sort of robot. Yeah. Which is sort of weird. <laughs> yeah. I know, yeah. <laughs> I think he means smokes cloves. But yeah, yeah, cloves, thank you. Death yeah. sticks. Death sticks. In galaxy. Um, um, yeah. Yeah, some great lines. Like I, I wrote down a couple lines. It's imperative you achieve wakefulness. So that's such a fun line <laughs> yeah. from Pook. Yeah. Um, also, some dark stuff from Pook when oh, Anchor's yeah. come into play, and Pook's like, oh, "I wish I could dose you guys into oblivion, then it would be quiet." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, I was yeah. like, "Whoa, that is a dark line." Yeah, <laughs> but uh, Pook's a fun character, and Pook it's a, it's a PK character. Ultra um, worker droid, right? Yeah, uh, so it looks droid. like a next gen sort of those droids that worked on the pod racers. Right. They have, yeah, they're, they're yep. stronger. They have a, a wider base housing, but um, right. they're they're lifting droids. Uh, but this one is actually it's it's interesting because it, it provoked you know most droids have specific functions but this one um, provides a lot of functions right and it was really cool that Vi was just trying to repair Pook to yeah. build this rebel ba- this rebel base and all this kind of stuff I was like this yeah. is so cool this is a this is a one stop droid that can build your base for you can set yeah. up lighting stitch you up yeah. when you're hurt fix yeah. you if you're yeah. injured yeah. really cool so uh, kind of related to so we're talking about droids Delilah. Uh, Dawson on her Instagram has posted quite a, she's been visiting Galaxy's Edge because I'm sure it's been a lot related yeah. to that and one of the posts she put is that I, when Mubo actually let uh, Kirky interrogate the K2 droid mm-hmm. that K2 yeah. droid is a droid that you can see that's in Galaxy's Edge so she did a little picture oh, cool. of, of the K2 droid behind oh. uh, in a, like a cage oh, very cool. so it's just those little elements where, yeah. where and I think she thanked kind of in the back um, I want to comment on at the end that the the acknowledgments at the end she acknowledged kind of they're allowing her to kind of go through explore and add all these little elements. Yeah, 
Can Very we cool. can we talk about the acknowledgement section for a section sure. for a second? Just because yeah. I thought that was actually one of the most interesting ones. What did she called? She has a name for all of the Star Wars authors. writer scum. Writer's writer scum. <laughs> this and is yeah. This makes me this makes me about as jealous as I've ever been. Yeah. Um, Yes. So she thanks, and I'll just read it verbatim. And to the Star Wars writer scum, thanks for shooting the poodoo at the bar and being there for laughs, tears, and DMs about secret things. And here's who she names. Here's the list. Yeah. Chuck Wendig, Kevin Hearn, Ty and Daniel, Iki Iki Johnston, Zoraida Cordova, Daniel Jose Older, Jason Fry, Rebecca Ronhorse, Claudia Gray, Tim Zahn, and the Zontourage. <laughs> Kevin Scott, Kristen Golden, Beth Revis, Charles Sewell, Jody Hauser. Yeah. That's a that's a that's a dinner party. It's all the mainstays. Like, like literally like, if I had a dinner like, party, that's what I who I'd want yeah, to come. Yeah. Like that is like my like oh, some of your favorite. Oh, yeah. Like oh. I wish, yeah, name Chuck first. That was pretty great. Can you imagine being in a bar and shooting the poodoo with those guys. With those guys, yeah. All of them. I hope they're uh so we're gonna be going to uh we'll be present at some form at uh RI Rhode Island at Comic Con. Yeah. And I'm paying close attention to what what novelists are going to be there because I'm hoping some of them will show up and, and we might be able to interact with them even if it's not for the podcast just on a very Say, personal hey, live level yeah. I'd like to have a conversation a quick conversation with them or at least buy them a drink and shoot the poodoo yeah it'd be super fun to talk about Star Wars and you know kind of Broadway but yeah. really fun to talk about Star Wars with these novelists yeah. these authors it's just nice to know that 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 social um, platform exists and they're all there yeah. for each other and that you know and good for them They've, they, you know we all if you're listening to this podcast, you can, I'm sure, um, appreciate how awesome that is and how great that would be for them. Yeah. Um, but they, this collection of people are very humble. Yes. They're very thankful. Yeah. And um, you don't always get that no. um, in, in any, you know, what profession, any profession you're in. I so. just love talking to creatives because I'm not yeah. at, at nature creative. I think I'm a creative person, but my my chosen job is, yeah. is is a little more which i guess i'm a teacher which is creative but you know it's not creating art necessarily and so i'm always fascinated talking to people about art just because i like the way they think so it's not even like yeah. i would sit there and bug them about i just want to make this clear because listen i'm not going to sit here and ask you a million star wars questions i just want to <laughs> interact with you yeah. on a human level yeah yeah it'd be cool and i probably will ask you some star wars questions. there might be just like one star just one <laughs> and we'll actually we'll just beg you to come on this podcast and then we're gonna like really land you for an hour um, <laughs> in, in a fun way let's yeah. let's let's, let's yeah yeah <laughs> With Star Wars questions. <laughs> Just nerding out. So we, we talked about Ogu, uh, Ogugara. And let's, do you want to talk about our minions a little bit? Yeah. yeah. Rusco, Rusco, Rusco and uh, Shadilla. Yeah. And Nargella. Nargella. Thank Nargella. Thank you. Nargella's the Wookiee. Wookiee. Yeah, the Wookiee. And, and, then, um, and there's a Telpini Steely, mentioned. What do you call Steely Steve or something? Oh. At the end, um, Zade names the... Uh, Tel- Telpini one? Telpini. Yeah. Telpini, yeah. Telpini. Yeah. Um, who does not in no, he calls him like Steely Jake, I think. Yeah, <laughs> which is a great name for yeah. a Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, also, uh, so what's the other name? The other, the first one? Rusko. Rusko is yeah. the, uh, the I can't remember the name of it, but uh, it's actually based on the Greek term for... Uh, the, or, okay, really? Like Carcharodon? Carcharodon, which is the Latin term for a great white shark, is Carcharodon Carcharodon from Jaws. That's when you first hear it. So that's how they're named. They're my favorite character because I, A, love sharks, and B, love the fact that they went with the Latin name for a great white shark to name that character. So I just, I was reading this yeah. going, please, please, please let me see one of these in Galaxy's Edge. And there's no way oh because God, there's no way Are that you... you would overheat immediately putting someone in that, in that kind of makeup. I like, would, I would 
pee myself if I saw one of those. Like that. Yes. Can you imagine walking so into I, a room you and in seeing fear a and me in excitement? Yeah, 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 totally. Can you imagine seeing? A, I mean, first of all, they're terrifying creatures. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah, lovely. They are. Yeah, but. Like to see one of those in real life, I would be. I mean, yeah. it would be. It would hard be like, hard to make him. They're laser proof. Yeah, she shoots them and it's like proof. Yeah. It like just blasts off. It like bounces off them and bounces off them. And they're all teeth. I mean, they're yeah. that's frightening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's amazing. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, they're they're a really cool character, and they, they've been used in a couple of stories lately too, which is what? sort of funny. You can tell they're like a cult favorite among writers. They use them in the. And I remember when you first. I don't know if it's the first time you see him, but I'm. It might be. It's it's in. Um, Clone Wars, it's the Moncala. Yeah. Because there's the... That's the great white one, right? Yeah. But there's some... I thought the earlier Legends ones were like um, orcas. More like, like orcas. Um, like, oh, there are. Those are a different species, is that though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that. I thought they were... I thought that was they. They yeah. are... They look like great whites, these guys. But okay. These, these guys don't, these guys don't like... hail from Moncala. They hail from no. Carcaris, Car- right? Right. But the, but the uh, Separatists okay. use them in their Moncala attack. And there's right. there's there's an episode where I remember... I think I talked about this on this on this podcast like probably a year ago when I was working my way through. And it was right around that moment in Clone Wars where it turns from like, oh, this is a kid show to, oh boy, this just got dark. Because yeah. that guy is swimming around biting Moncala in half right (laughs) it gets and you just and they're like they cut away real quick but you see the blood floating through the water and it's just like boy (laughs) yeah pretty scary um and yeah terrifying terrifying yeah um, a cool character for them to use there and then um the Wookiees chill yep Wookiees are always good yeah yeah Yeah, she's she's cool yeah she seems like a good character and then um the Tarpini's cool we saw them again in Rogue One um, they're like he's like the, sh- the shorter. Right. If you don't know who the Talpini are, uh, the species is they. It's the character that's on like the minigun in yeah. one of the yep. dropships, the U wings, I think. Yep. Yeah. In um, Rogue One. Yeah. So, um, a good motley crew of uh, minions there. Um, so they're great. And then um, there's some, there's some entrepreneurs mentioned in the book that are kind of like the like Zabaka, the Toydarian. Yeah. Toy, yep. toy dealer. Um, right. Just some strange names like uh, Bubo Wampa Cop. Kamka, Bino, just some interesting names I'll look out for yeah. when I go to the park. Yeah. yeah. Um, then obviously we talked about Savi for yeah. a little bit. Savi um, and Elena. And Elena. Um, did we talk about Elena? Oh, we didn't talk about Elena. No, we that's haven't. That's yeah. his right hand. And I like how this is intro- I like how these characters are introduced because they don't uh, Dawson doesn't give this away like what they are. No. It's, all, no. it's very cryptic. You just know right. like okay, they're they're create, they're collecting Jedi artifacts. Right. Yeah. And Elena understands the Force. Yes. She, she can see the Force. She can see like a Force aura around people. Yeah. Um, and she has that power. But I wonder if they actually possess the Force. If Sabi does or if maybe they're just students. They might be. They may be like Lawrence and Tekka or someone yeah. else. But they definitely know the Force. Like they, it's Or they're like, um, or they're like, uh, what's her name from, I can't think of her name, from Force Awakens. Um, the, the, wow. Okay. Uh, oh, Maz Kanata. Maz Kanata. Maz's like, <laughs> Cantina, guys. What's yeah, your yeah. name? Yeah, I yeah. almost said that line. Yeah, you know, yeah. the one from Maz's Cantina. Yeah, Cantina. yeah. Um, she, she did feel... She did have some Maz vibes going yeah. on and reading her character. They talk a lot about... like I think it's interesting that Savi takes a completely separate approach. Like, we're not going to get involved with this necessarily. But he does comment about the things we find are probably going to play a big role in the battle to come. There's a couple of lines right. that that's used, which is... 
they're really doubling down on the fact that whatever's going on in Black Spire is going to be very important to either side of the resistance yeah. or other sides of the war, I should say. That was one of the, the quotes that I wrote down, actually, that I, I thought was interesting because, yeah, it was, she said, you know, the, the items that you found yeah. there at that scrapyard will be used. Yeah. And I was like, well, all right. So we know she found kyber crystals. Yep. Mm -hmm. So, okay. We know, and we know Savi's workshop is, is the, the Jedi, you know, the, um, Lightsaber, lightsaber construction. Yeah. So obviously, um, she found a holocron. Yeah. That sounds like a holocron to me, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. You know, big you know case with just this glass thing. She's like, that was nice. thought. Yeah. Um, and that that won her those power cables, which is pretty funny. Yeah. Pretty interesting trade. Um, and then it, it sounds like the last thing she found, she was like, oh, just some old towels. But it sounded like Jedi robes. robes. Yeah. I saw robes. Yeah. yeah. So maybe I guess maybe it's just as simple as being like, well, you when you go to Savi's workshop, you can get Jedi robes so, and lightsabers, and that's like, like they'll be used and whatever, and you'll be good people, and that's great. Or will there actually like, I don't know, is there going to be this kind of another you know rejuvenation of the Jedi? Right, it's kind of currently breaking my brain, right? Because Galaxy's Edge, the theme park, is considered canon. The story is considered canon, correct? Like that's the idea. Yeah. Which means everything that happens there is canon, unless you as an actor completely break canon, right? Like, But right. like the ongoing storyline, which part of what you can do there is go to Savvy's workshop. It's like this supposed to be this hidden thing where you construct a lightsaber. Yeah. So doesn't that then mean that in the six months before Rise of Skywalker, where this takes place, there are people... <coughs> In the in the galaxy, constructing lightsabers, which would suggest there are Jedi walking around. So, are we going to enter exit enter Episode Nine with Rey already having a Jedi Academy of some kind? Like, I hope so. Or are you talking about the the um, the visitor engagement and how they're where they're building the lightsabers? Yeah, but okay. the, you can't do that and then say that's not actually part of right. canon if if everything's in their canon. Like, granted, yes, the lightsaber you build is not canon, but what is canon is the fact is that there's a place that welcomes people in to build lightsabers. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a, I I understand that point. I think that they could build that out to be maybe you know an area where the first temple maybe the first temple is constructed nearby. Savi's yeah. workshop and that's all integrated you know that they could make yeah. a lot of sense post the rise of Skywalker things like that at the same time I it's hard to just for everything to occur on one planet I think that's probably the struggle that the, the story yeah. the story group are are dealing with every day which is like how much can you actually bring to Batu without it breaking the narrative or the, the continuity right. Right? yeah that's my kind of what yeah, I'm yeah. struggling with a little bit and maybe I could say is like just because you build a lightsaber doesn't mean you're force sensitive right right so maybe it's more of just the fact that yeah we have this thing for tourists to build lightsabers that they go home and accidentally chop a leg off with. Right. Right. Like, right. we're not actually trading well, force sensitive. He's probably just like, oh, or it's just like, maybe you are force sensitive and yeah. responsibility and a couple yeah. words of wisdom and yeah. it's up to you to bring good to the galaxy. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I don't know. Again, listeners, give us money yeah. so we can go and answer these burning <laughs> questions. Well, it might right. be really, I mean, the way Elena is talks about the force she's kind of just smirking it's kind of mm -hmm. subtext and she's yeah. not really divulging her complete knowledge right it it might just be that uh that it's a very secretive process to construct yeah. a lightsaber yeah and no one know, should know you have the lightsaber in the right. in the broader galaxy right. and it right. doesn't really disrupt canon in any way yeah yeah that's kind of Fair enough. Like, yeah yeah i think that it's that's probably part of it is like no one can know you need to keep this secret yeah. I, think, I think they'll actually now. yeah i think that'll be the rhetoric too yeah, yeah. and they're probably like we're gonna wrap this up for you don't take it out in the park 
<laughs> yeah, that's true. So, um, so the other thing that I think is interesting about this book is that we don't know exactly where it falls in the timeline. We know it's post episode eight, pre episode nine. It's pre Galaxy's Edge, the the theme park, right before it. Looks like it bumps up against mm-hmm. it. Yeah. My guess is the 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 uh, a, the afterwards is is it says several weeks later, and my guess is what they're writing about is exactly what happens before your adventure starts when you walk right. through an event in Galaxy's Edge. So mm-hmm. we know it's somewhere between uh, a month to six months after episode eight. Yeah. This is in a lot of ways, this is not considered uh, the you know path to Rise of Skywalker that's coming out, like the journey to Sky- the, the Rise yeah. of Skywalker that's coming out. But it is the first thing we've had written that's technically post-episode eight. So we do get some images of what the galaxy's oh, yeah. like, which I think is really interesting. Like yeah. we get a few things. Like, like the fact one that was interesting is the fact that the spark uh, that gets a comment, right? The spark is there, right? They talk about yep. that spark, and they talk about the fact that like Luke's sacrifice on on a crate is a known thing. It's discussed. Yeah. She mentions right. him sacrificing himself. Yeah. This person who was not there at all or did not was not part of that crate offensive i don't think she was yeah i think she even says we have a warrior named ray who has force abilities Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh luke skywalker trained her uh yeah he's with the force now yes there you go that's exactly but he turned the tide yeah 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 did he turn the tide or did he just give them a sliver of hope to like live off of no he gave him a he gave him a sliver of hope and a way to escape but what you're seeing is that's what propaganda is and i don't mean propaganda necessarily is like evil yeah. propaganda yeah. but that's what propaganda works right yeah. is that's the story that's being told is like when we saw what actually happened which was him yeah, yeah. sacrificing himself so this scrappy group of, of rebels could actually survive but what the galaxy is telling the story is that he turned the tide he saved them too so they can go on and defeat the first order right, right? like what that's he did what he there it's yeah. the spark yeah that lights hope Yep. Right. And what he did there is being passed along, you know, in story mm-hmm. form to more and more people and it's exaggerated more and more every time. Exactly. So whatever he does is always yeah. exaggerated because of what he had done yeah. in the original trilogy. Right. We get some re- we get some uh, Leia in this book. Yeah. yeah. The princess. Yeah. It sounds like he was involved in the Battle of Jakku too. Um sorry. Just Who? Wanted, uh, Luke. Uh, Luke. He was. Yeah. 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 yeah, I mean cuz they talk about him appearing, you know, over the stars and, you know, a million feet tall or whatever. Yeah. Um so I wonder I, I wonder if you know that increased his legend as well. We just haven't heard that yeah. that particular story yet. Be interesting, the Mandalorian, not to get way off track. If since this is right after, it's a little bit after the Battle of Jakku. Right. If we get some storytelling of like of Luke. Luke, yeah, yeah, it is interesting to look at this chronologically and, and how much time's gone by oh. between the Last Jedi and this this novel yeah. because mm-hmm. they're also aware of the throne room incident with Snoke and and they even say that Ray helped kill Snoke. And they knew they, all of that stuff was talked about. So yeah. it's like that's that's kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is as part of the that that story that's out there. And I just it'll be interesting too. Right? I feel like again, um, I really got excited every time Leia was there, even though Leia didn't say a lot other than like mm-hmm. "You're yeah. on your own, kid." Yeah. <laughs> oh, actually, there there was one Leia moment though. Yeah, uh, uh, I think we're both going to look at the same line that made me yeah. cry. They, they, they also <laughs> they also talked about. Leia using the force to return to the Radis. They did about so people actually was, know yeah, about that, about that as well. too. Yeah. Yeah. And whether or not was it part of a training, was it instinctual? Which right. I like that they still. Yeah. 
But the line that made me cry right towards the end is Leia smiled, a sad little smile. Never tell me the odds. And even if you did, I'd still bet on you. Yeah. That that yeah, she's yeah. still using yeah, the never tell me the odds. And I'm oh. like, oh, it was sad like the, smile. She's like with a sad smile. Mm. I just, I had to stop. I stopped I reading. It was, it, it was I had a, a good cry. Punch in the gut. Yeah. <laughs> my wife was still asleep this morning and I just had a nice private moment with my chihuahua <laughs> crying. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, that was well done, Delilah. You Thank you for that. Um, it's totally sad. But I've never, like, cried over, like, Han Solo dying. No. Until that really. moment. Yeah. It's just like, Because oh. we don't ever get that moment, right? And, no. and not in a bad way, but it's just, like, we get, like, we get her hugging Ray at the very end of episode seven. But at that point, when you're watching that movie, you're like, Luke, 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 yeah, Luke, yeah, Luke. Yeah. Like, right? Yeah. Not really, like, because like, I remember sitting there, we're going to see Luke. And then episode eight starts with a bang right it's just like zero time has passed we're thrown into this there's no time for grief because through all of episode eight she is just running for her life right and so this is the first moment in any literature any kind of anything we get a moment of her realizing of that like of of taking in and this is months later so this is a lady that we haven't seen who's had months to deal with the fact that her her husband is dead right because the most we've had in storytelling is that her husband died six hours ago right right in storytelling yeah. time maybe a day yeah. ago which is like, like you know not even enough time. not even processing there was yeah. i mean there was that moment in like you said it was all about luke but like in crate where luke is in the cave and you know and he apologizes yeah. and um oh god and like that was a sweet moment the forehead the forehead kisses the forehead kisses oh it wrecked me every time yeah. yeah but but that's their moment we never get the han and leia yeah. moment because it it makes sense from storytelling because of the time period we don't yeah. get that but we get it here yeah, and Delilah S. Dawson does, you know, to beautifully differentiates her book from you know Thrawn alliances, like mm-hmm. Zahn's Thrawn alliances, yeah. which also explores Batu because it's just it's so heartfelt. Um, there's, there's, it's tragic, it's heartfelt, and it's just emotionally affecting. Yeah, so many parts of the book, and I, I just feel like that's I commend her for that. I think it was really yeah. beautiful for what she was given, especially. Right, just like I mean, can you imagine that phone call? It's just like we got some good news and we got some bad news. Yeah. <laughs> it's like bad news is you're gonna be writing about a theme park right and I, you need to make it come what on. do you know about crank bikes yeah i don't know so this is why we have to get her on the podcast right and get her the granted if she's like i did not want this job she's not gonna say that on the podcast but like yeah. part of me is also like or is she just a theme park nerd like i am right because if i got mm-hmm. that phone call i'd be like yes please because yeah, this yeah. means i get to go to the theme park a million freaking times right yeah, like yeah, like totally because yeah. if you look at her instagram account there's yeah, so much of her them. just at at her instagram account is all of her at, at galaxy's edge so it might be one of those things where she was just like yeah. can i do this right yeah. and like like it might have been more of like less of like this is the story of like hey i, I create these characters in phasma and i have an idea of how to connect them to the theme park when right. i write this book well that was gonna be my good news is that like yeah. we want you to tell the story of yeah of vi and archex mm-hmm. um which she created right. so they're her characters but um yeah but that was that's i mean that's the great part of this is you have these really vibrant characters in the story that's dying to be told um, yeah. due to her great writing in phasma right. um and uh, it's also the yeah. perfect story to slot in there especially with what occurs with Archex because we know the color red is going to play a big role in the rise of Skywalker yep. and mm. Archex's final yep. sacrifice and that was really cool pa- actually. You know, painted that was armor. a good hero moment that was a really good hero moment I didn't see that coming no, at all no nor did I yeah. Even, yeah. even when like Dolan was like I saw a red stormtrooper I was like Sith Trooper? I had the yeah. same thought. And then, like, literally, similar story. I was in bed. My wife was asleep. I was finishing this book. Yeah. And that moment when he, when you find him, I'm almost, like, pumping my arm, yeah, trying yeah. not to wake yeah, my yeah. wife up. And be like, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Like, it was such a great... Full of yeah. stims. It's like a perfect yeah. story to put it, put in there, really. I can't think of a, a better one. 
Like oh, it's that. really great. And it's interesting too. This is a this is a bit of a side note, um, but I think it was really deft by um, Delilah Sestassen. Um, Vi is asexual. Yeah, there's a line mm-hmm. um, when Archex tries to kiss her, which yeah. is a really funny That's moment. Yeah. yeah, and it says there's just this throw, not throwaway line, but this quick line that says this is about her. She had never cared for anyone like that, men or women. Never had such urges, which is a single line, which is really interesting to have a character represent. You know, someone on 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 yeah. kind of the the spectrum of of um, of sexual feelings that we don't normally get in books, oh, yeah. and also allows you as an author not to have to deal with writing romance as a subplot, which it invades right. so much. Right. Where she that, where where Delilah's just like probably Delilah's just like like no, this is a this is a pure action. We're yeah. not going to be. I love around. that because one of the things I bumped up against in the TLJ novelization was kind of the in, the injecting of romance with certain characters, and I was yeah. like, I won't go into names, but I just feel like I feel like everyone can stand on their own, much like right. I can. And right. it, I think Dawson does a wonderful thing of creating a character who's not going to just fall into the romance yeah. route arc and uh, and yeah. weigh down the story with that. Whereas yeah. there's so much more going on and there's it's a, there's dire stakes at play. Right. And yeah. because you get rid of that subplot, you have the subplot of family come in. Yep. Right? Which yeah. I think is is so interesting and so much more dynamic than like boy loves girl or girl loves girl or boy loves boy, but whatever right. combination as opposed to like all of these five people having to figure out how they care for each other and how to work together and form this amazing like bond of just a group. Like it was yeah. just really interesting. Yeah. I mean, I, I I just thought in general she did a great job um, breaking down tropes in a really progressive way. Yeah. I mean, there there was a lot of I mean, there's a total gender re- reverse between like Archex and and, and Vi yeah. in a lot of yeah. ways. Yeah, she's Vi is the boss. Which yeah, I she's love. the boss. Vi is the leader. And, and yeah. Archex is like for a change, it's a man, you know, the warrior who's you know labor is like he thinks. I mean, it, it's very educational just in his like physical instantiation. He's just yeah. like. He's a, he's a warrior that wants to go do, feels like he the need to do it, but doesn't even understand that he's spending all this energy doing all these things that are mm-hmm. totally helping yeah. him. Yeah. I mean, which is like, to a little nod to my old professor, Tila Eisenstein, like, you know, the alienate, like, it's, it's the women's labor in the home that's doing all the things that make a family run. Yeah. That labor is alienated. It doesn't count, right? Yeah. And so he thinks his labor that he's doing in the base that's yeah, just yeah. doing is alienated as well. It's, totally. It was just a nice, yeah. it was a nice flip there. It was, yeah. And, um, yeah, it was interesting that they, they took the sexuality out of it. Though yeah. she did tell a great, um, a great little love story with Dolan and yep. Elena. Yeah, didn't yeah. completely remove from the novel, but didn't yeah. have to. We didn't have to worry about our main character. Not worry, but, it, but like it, was, it wasn't like it was heartfelt. And it was really cute, it was very cute. Yeah. And I buy, I bought it. Yeah. Like it would have been. I'm so glad because when that when that start when that started happening, I'm like, oh, okay. I maybe can follow you with the with the redemption of yeah. like with Archex's redemption. Yeah, but if you make them romantically involved, yeah, I'm out. I'm like out. I had that thought of like you can't. That's a line I'm not willing to cross with everyone else. Like because I was already hinky enough about it and she yeah. won me over by the end of the novel to the point that she did such an amazing job i think we started talking about this at the very beginning of just the, his redemption story there is they par- went that point of like now they're happy and married and like having yeah. kids like, there is yeah. almost no. a parallel between um uh vi and archex and ray and kylo to a degree where it's, mm. it's not a full-on you know yeah, intimate yeah, yeah, yeah. relationship but right. there's also some chemistry going on. They yeah. definitely care for each yeah. other tremendously. Yeah. Right. And and it's it might be some form of love, but it's probably not romantic. It's not probably. It's definitely not romantic love. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. There's this thing exists. And it's I mean, I think it's a good message to young girls out there. It's just like just because a boy shows interest in you doesn't mean you have to pursue yeah. that. You know, you there's yeah. there are other things out there. You can be friends with people. Yeah. It's totally yeah. fine. Um yeah, just a lot of good messages, a lot of breaking down some you know, this trips. This book there. is so good. 
it has it's so much better than it has any right to be and i don't mean that in an insulting way <laughs> no, that's what but mean, like yeah. it's 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 really good like it's yeah. one of my favorite books that we've read for this and i love this character and i'm so excited to see his character and wherever wherever dawson's gonna take vi next i can't wait to follow yeah i'm excited and yeah this is one of the more comforting books i've read in all of the star mm. wars books that's come out mm. in the disney era yeah, I, it's just something that I will return to every you know couple of years and return to and just read like by that. the fire, maybe winter time, something like that. Just I feel like yeah. it's such a cozy book. Honestly. Yeah, cozy is such a great word. Why? Like, what do you think about it? it makes it cozy. I love that just, word. I think that's a perfect I, description. Just of it. when Selju and uh, Vi first arrive, Black Spire Outpost, and how Delilah Dawson describes every mm-hmm. little you know yeah. area and yeah. alcove and, and niche, like she just really goes into everything about the descriptions are gorgeous and wonderful and it just heartwarming really. yeah yeah and i mean it's a story that takes place over a few square miles right if you think about that yeah, which yeah. is crazy for a star wars book but feels big and epic and galactic but it is very i like that word cozy quite a bit and i just think about like my favorite moments in this book is when they're a, when, when the group's together mm-hmm. at the base yeah. in the cave just, uh, we need to talk about the huck swarm Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I just popped in my head as I was yeah. talking about yeah. that. There's a lot of wildlife we get into. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, one other thing. So, favorite, like, this book creeped me out twice. Like, hardcore creeped me out. Okay. One was the Hawk Swarm. The Hawk Swarm. Yeah, that was terrifying. Did not like that. I read that in bed. Had yeah. trouble sleeping that night. It was just the thought, <laughs> because the thought of just waking up with this thing oh, devouring ugh. you. Yeah. Ugh. It's like a camel like, spider. Yeah. Times oh. a million. Oh. Oh. Oh, now I'm not sleeping tonight. Sorry. And then the second thing is the torture between Kath and Vi is very upsetting. Yeah. The uh. and, and there's and I had the line and I couldn't find it, but this idea of just like it's not this like brutal thing. It's just like holding something up against your eye, saying if you move, I'm not doing anything, I'm not touching you, I'm not touching you, but if you move a millimeter, your yeah. eyeball's punctured. Ugh. And there was like yeah. a page of that description that like all credit to Dawson. That that equals anything in a Stephen King novel that made me uncomfortable to a point like <laughs> yeah. it was so well written of just like ooh that really is the worst type of torture of yeah. just like you, you have to control every aspect of your movement or else it's going to be horrible pain right yeah. that's a big part of who Vi is it's just getting tortured all the time I mean there's a lot yeah. of torture in this book mm-hmm. and talk of it and pain and suffering you're a spy and like, spy's life yeah. spy's life is like well guess I'm getting tortured again like yeah. it's uh, <laughs> lots it was, of torture it was not a very glamorous picture of a spy <laughs> no no. being a spy um yeah. so, but uh very interesting and that, i mean i thought that was like the one differentiator that sort of made by different i mean is her very unique spy information and maybe when we get the cassian andor um series yeah, we're gonna get some more of that too. um but uh we'll see and the internal stuff is so great because it's not like she was just like i can totally do this this is so easy it was yeah. like but like just it, it made it so much more like just so much more unbelievable that like whole internal yeah. dialogue is just what any of us would feel in that but she has that ultimate control of being able like i know this is horrible and it really sucks but i can't move as opposed to any other us would have just right. flinched immediately right, right exactly yeah. yeah the fact that she has that self-awareness yeah. i mean she's very well trained in the spy arts and how to deal with all this stuff and mm-hmm. how to i mean as we saw in phasma which was very was interesting there but then you got to see more of it here and um yeah. What, a, yeah, what a heroic character. And she's got one of the strongest like fighting spirits of any of the characters I've yeah. seen this far in the books, especially because of her, her really, really tragic backstory on Chuck yeah. Till. Right. Um, so I, she's always going to be in the fight, and she always has something to fight for. I think that's super fun, and you can you can go anywhere with this character after this book. Well, especially, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what her warpath takes her post yeah. episode wonder, 9. Do you think she's going to be in the park? She, she is. is in the park, yeah. She is? Yeah. Vi is? Yep. Cool. 
that will be interesting to look for. Um, you think maybe she'll have her Ubi's helmet? Oh, that would be or shawl, like, awesome. it, it, yeah, it's a shawl. Probably she's often described. I think we're gonna be f- yeah. have shawls forced on us. Actually, like no, you know, like, they're, yeah. they're gonna be at at was like. <laughs> that speaking would be, of that would be an interesting segue alert. Yeah. So speaking of shawls thrust thrust upon us, <laughs> yeah, uh, this is a little off the topic of the book, but it's of the park, and it's something right. I kind of learned uh, the past few days. Um, this is a lot of this information is just from the internet, but also they talked a bit about it on. Um, um, Fat Man Beyond, which is Kevin Smith and Mark Bernardin's right amazing podcast. By the way, all geek news. I love it. Yeah, it's so good. It's always broadcast from the Scum and Villain. Scum Villain Cantina. Recorded. Yeah, Scum and Villain. Yeah, which if, when I go out to California next year, I'll definitely be. Hopefully, oh, cool. they'll be taping, and I'll go there and, and ask a question. But they're great. Um, but one of the things they talked about, and again, this is all over the internet, is the the um, the hotel in Florida. Mm. So a little more information has come out. And last time I think we covered it was during the, not during D23. It was during, it was during Comic-Con maybe? I think yeah. Ben, you and I talked about it. I think Grant, yeah. you weren't on okay, that episode. That ben and I talked oh, about yeah, yeah. it. And um, so they've released a few things, which is possible costs. The Possible costs, yes. The, 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 the numbers that are going around is 1,500 per person for three night stay. Yeah. And that... And that's like if you have, I think, the five person. It's like thirty five hundred for like a group of four something like something that. like yeah. yeah. But yeah, that, that's the number that's been going around, yeah. and that's sort of what I feared. But when you when you think, I know, don't it's, start doing is, that. Don't is. start doing that math because you start doing so, that math, no. and you're like, Maybe? for what they provide, it's expensive no. for what they're providing. Though I mean, it sounds like a hyper immersive experience where you're like getting into transport ships and leaving the hotels if you're flying through space and things like that. So, so you only leave even them. more. So the rumor <laughs> is, it's basically a three day fully immersive experience where you know, like in Galaxy's Edge, you may or may not dress up. Yeah. in character right you have to so i think oh, wow. part of what happens is you get a wardrobe to wear oh, when right. you come in I'm actually a cape closet cool. <laughs> oh <laughs> so this is like very and i think like Westworld. it's very Westworld. it's also very much like you're on a cruise even though you're not going anywhere like i think you get boarded on day two by kylo ren oh wow like there's a whole thing. So here's the. So this is the interesting part, though. They and wake you is, up in the middle of the night. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Like that yeah, would be amazing. So the, the interesting thing, and again, this is rumor. I don't know with veracity of this, but it's been reported multiple places that I kind of think this is the truth. Because it is so immersive, you basically can't leave. It's not like I'm gonna like I'm gonna leave and go to the Sizzler for dinner right, tonight. Yeah, right. You are what you pay you're for. In. I think and by the way, I think a fifteen hundred probably counts for meals and everything yeah, else. It's, it's like a cruise ship. So yeah, you're right, probably right. all inclusive. Which is so whatever. The other thing is you can't be like, hey, I'm gonna go to the Animal Kingdom today. No, but I, I heard that there there was one day where they send you the is part of the park. They do you go to the park. They send you specifically to the many Millennium Falcon ride and they do it underground. Oh wow. it is an underground transport that pops you up by the Millennium Falcon ride, you go wow. in the Millennium Falcon ride, you're done, you pop back down, you go back to oh, your Oh, so you don't ship. do the rest of Batuu, you just That's do the, the Millennium rumor, Falcon ride? Wow. which part of me is like, no. Like, why can't you... Give me a day in Batuu. So I don't buy that part. So I think if the hotel anything, is called go. the Halcyon, right? Something like that, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that's right, yeah. Is it in orbit above Batu, or is it just somewhere else in the galaxy? So my guess is, I think that's a misreport, because if, if it is... If it is, if it's not a misreport, I don't know what Disney's doing. 
Yeah, maybe they call get bored me. and they have to do an emergency landing. I can fix it. <laughs> Black like, Spire right, or day three. Right? Listen, you Adam has spreadsheets. Today. Yeah, and I will. I'll just charge you like I don't know a million dollars. That's probably very basic <laughs> compared to what your Imagineers are earning to do this whole thing. So pay right. a million bucks and I'll fix it for you. So I don't know why I'm so money focused this episode. Right, yeah. it's, you, don't, it's mo- you don't really need to send Spira. No, you, you clearly read it's the book. It's just because I want to go to Galaxy's Edge. Um, give me a free, like, all-inclusive seven-day pass to Disney, right. and I'll, I'll fix, fix it for you. you. Yeah. No, but I think probably what they'll do is exactly what Grant said, is that day, like, you're on a cruise ship, basically, liner. And probably day three, it makes sense from the story, is that you are doing, as you said, an emergency landing at Batu, and then you do the underground rail... It's a very different thing. Underground transport, <laughs> right, where yeah. you end up at Black Spire. So you never actually see Orlando, right? You only see, which would make sense. And then you can experience the park. Yeah. So my guess is that's probably what we're going to do. But that's not what the reports say. But that makes mm-hmm. zero sense. Well, we'll have to see. But that, that's there's only one way to find out. Right. There's only one way. And it hasn't been created yet. So I'm sure the mm-hmm. things are going to change as it goes. But I'm going to be looking for those air gaps when you're getting on like, the bus transport. Yeah. I'm going to be like, where's the real world? <laughs> there it is. I don't think you'll ever I see it because it's all underground. Really? That's what they're uh, saying. Like It's tunnels that get you to... The other thing that makes no sense, though, is that if it's a three-day story and you're in there... You must have specific times you're supposed to go to specific areas. Like, they must... Yeah. Now I'm, like, problem-solving way too much online. On, no, on that, that makes perfect sense. Because that's where the narrative yeah. would, would go. So it's probably, like, you have a 7 o'clock dinner hour because if you come in on a Monday yeah. and the next people come in on a Tuesday, it offsets everything. So it's probably, like, everything's piped into rooms based on when you checked in. And you probably have specific dates, specific times that you go to dinner uh, so it's based like, on when you checked in. Is there Friday. room service? There must be, but I don't know. I don't know. How much downtime do you have? You don't want. I mean, you don't want to be pay five hundred dollars per person per night to be a prisoner, (laughs) right? Like that's the thing. It's like you have to make it like a. There's got to be shows. It's like there's got to be things to do. Yeah, Yeah. there's probably like an overarching narrative, but you have a lot of time to do certain things. I don't want to hang out at a bar underground in a cave for three days for that sort of thing. You know, like I, I want to. I kind of do. (laughs) No, but I know what you mean. No, you you want freedom. There's got to. I want a little bit of freedom and choice and entertainment obviously too yeah. but yeah maybe I don't know maybe. Yeah. yeah is there a gift shop and there's like place exclusive shops within I might the, not sleep for three I have zero like, information but I will 100% guarantee you there's a gift shop gift shop yeah, yeah, yeah it's gotta God. be <laughs> uh, multiple restaurants on the Halcyon or I think there must be I think there's a couple I think there's like a there's like a it's probably like any other hotel right there's the there's the there's like the pub yeah. hangout it's place it's probably a casino and then there's probably a very specific uh, I just want some fresh brood and Dorian Calf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, cool. So, you want to blast through some characters? And then we'll just kind characters? of... More characters? Yeah, sure. Yeah, so, um, Doc Ondar mentioned in the book. Yeah. Sure. Has a small, you know, he's in there. Um, not much, but uh, Lieutenant Wolfgar Calf. Yeah. As one good evil betting. dude. Yeah. 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 True sociopath. Yeah. Uh, but still seems indicative of first order. So Gets shot in the chest three times and lives? Yeah. Lives, yeah. You got the... Armor, some good armor. I, I they're they're blast so or plast or whatever the duroplast, 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 maybe blast, yeah. duroplast. Yeah, is uh, seems a lot more formidable than what they had in the Empire because like they're getting shot at and it doesn't even slow them down. No, it's very clear when you read the book. It it's only works when it's between the plating, yeah. right? Which would make sense, right? Because I think a lot of people have comments on the original trilogy of like, what's the point, right, of this armor if it doesn't work? And I, it made me think really like I wish like the battle. Um, front games made the the 
team in the the side with the armor on have like more need more hit points to destroy you know yeah. like they're just even when you're playing but it's like really like if you're going up against that sort of enemy they should be you should be harder to kill yeah. so based on that there's a there's a delilah s dawson i think uh, yesterday on instagram put up a, a photo of her scratch paper while oh, yeah. writing on writing the book oh wow. and she said i'll just read it from her uh, while drafting, I like to work front to back without stopping the momentum, so I keep a stack of index cards by the laptop and write down things to include or keep in mind, and the number of stormtroopers injured or dead. So that's part yeah. of that is like that she has that moment of like who lost because because yeah. the lot part of that book is 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 the resistance figuring out okay so we killed how many in this round yeah. so how many do we have left no, you started with one injured and I was like yeah which I love that because I'm like that's exactly if you were like a, yeah. a small fighting force you would absolutely be keeping track of how many you actually killed to see like how much right. have we whittled down this their numbers yeah 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 that was really cool um, we also get the code name or the 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 call sign for uh for Kath, which was CD0828. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Does that mean then, anything to you? That was kind of cool to hear. That's to, what I was that's trying to... Kind of, I'm sure it means something, but... Was that the release date of this book? CD0828. August 28th? No. No. I don't think so. Maybe that was her deadline. Maybe it was. <laughs> no, because that was, that was a Wednesday, and the book came out the 27th. It's probably. I oh, mean, it came out the twenty seventh, and is it's so eight twenty eight. The oh eight twenty eight has to be a date. So my guess is, and when we have her on the podcast, we can confirm it's probably someone's birthday. Yeah, I mean it is August the day 28. after the book came out. Yeah, I'm just saying right. And, and Dolan, we talked about to yep. degree, but Grana, we did not talk about. Oh, we didn't talk about Grana. <laughs> that was the most foul mouthed character in the book. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, she had. What did she say? She said a really disturbing line. At one I point. loved it though. It was great. Uh, well, it was. She it was, was go like, sit on a spire and spin. Twirl. A twirl. Yeah. Twirl. <laughs> go twirl. sit on a spire and twirl. That is less upsetting than spin for some reason. Uh, but still pretty. Yeah, that's you're... intense. Yeah, it's intense. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, and she made some like <laughs> some uh, obscene gestures on her way out the door. <laughs> and there was right. another line she said too, which was like, "Grandma." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just took her as a grandma, really. I mean, it was yes, yeah. Um, who else do we have in here? But she was a little. She had a little um, bit of uh, psycho. Uh, like, what, what's, what was your grandmother like? My uh, grandmother. If she was in a Star Wars movie, she'd be like, I don't know. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh my love. Uh, don't actually touch me. Um, my grandmother would have handed me an E11. She had hands like <laughs> hidden underneath her like That's her like knitting station and be like, go do what's right. Yeah, my, <laughs> my, 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 my grandmother, she would she would cook someone's pie, make them eat it, and ask why they were overweight. <laughs> oh, okay. Hey. Moving on. So, Crikey, we talked about. <laughs> yeah. Um, Zadie. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Didn't talk too much about Zadie. Not too much. Zadie cool was fun. fun it character. was it was a very, it was like a drunken Lando. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know uh, when he first showed up. I was like, "Oh, you want no part of that guy." Yeah. But um, then he was like, "Okay, he became on the team." They give him a give, give him a good backstory. The fact that partner yeah. of Long Pot yeah. died and like just was just drinking to forget right. and yeah. was just again, ready to die. Right again, intentionally vague relationship mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there, which is cool. Davarinian though, which is pretty neat. Yeah. Um, another great species with the horns right there sort mm-hmm. of like hairy goat devil of right, right. they're kind of devilish yeah. yeah another um another species we see in Mos Eisley yep so I was um, gonna jump to the resources and food and drink okay go for it um golden lichen or gold dust yeah. and we know Oga deals in this this product this yeah. uh, naturally occurring substance 
Where's um, the first time we see it? Because I know the last time we see it is he's decorating a, a altar with it. Uh, Dolan decorates right. an altar with it. Right, right, right. right that's right. right. Um, we first hear about it early when they're talking about the food, I believe. And right. it's a garnish. Like yeah, it's okay. a garnish. Uh, okay. Some, uh, a spice. Hmm. Um, so much like spice, I would, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, clam fruit. Clam fruit. Yeah. How many scenes did you yeah. almost lose your stomach when? Yeah, you're yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like her and like her sticky <laughs> fingers petting her cat. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Plutopians wow. are gross. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not They're like actually almost as gross as huts. Yeah, right. Yeah, everyone was clammy too. Everyone kind of came from hailed from uh, Waterworld, yeah. like the yeah. like Rusko and, and yeah. Oga. I was like, oh, this, this is, is clearly this kind of written for Florida, and not California, because it was written for <laughs> yeah. a humid area. Yeah, not, yeah, yeah. Totally. yeah, yeah. Good call, actually. It might be more immersive to go to the, the Florida park. Yeah, yeah. Um, and smelly. Uh, what now? Right. Yeah. Uh, Blurg fire, spicy Blurg fire beverage. Yeah, Blurg yeah. fire. Well, so we know Blurg fire. Blurg, uh, Blurg is a, both a gun and an animal. Yep. Um, so yeah. That's white wampa ale, love it. That's right. what do we think that is? I think it's a white Russian. Yeah, I think it's Star Wars white, white Russian. Russian. Uh, slug slingers. That's Ooh. the first thing I'm ordering. The first thing <laughs> I, I'm ordering. I had the same thought. Like you start that off, like the first half of that's like gross, but saying you had slinger at the end, I'm yeah. like, I'm back on board. Yeah. I'm back on board. <laughs> I don't know why. That right back. Like All it's right. a shot. You do a shot. You do that in a, in a wampa. Uh, a trillion champagne. Yeah. Obviously, we've heard that before. Sure. Um, Wait. This, oh, has nothing, this has nothing to do with Batu, but at one point they talked about how Artrex would carve out, carve umbo nuts on Jakku. Yeah. Mm. Umbo nuts. So that's kind of interesting. I yeah. didn't yeah. think anything grew on, right. on yeah. Jakku, but all right. Sure. Um, yeah. Painkillers are a big thing in this book. Yes. A lot of painkillers. A lot of painkillers. A lot of stimulants. A lot of painkillers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, when you have an army, yeah. that is a reality. Yeah, it makes sense. They have, they have their, their magic cocktail of painkillers that they, mm-hmm. they take. It mm-hmm. seems perpetually. Um, wildlife on Batu. Yeah, you got? Uh, we oh, got yeah. the Lahiru, which yeah. are I guess rep- deer, uh, feathered oh. reptile. No, those are the feathered reptile. Okay. The the dugar dugar are the, the silky uh, deer like right, 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 creatures. Right. Um, Piper birds, I mm-hmm. guess, come and land in the scrap yard. I believe. Okay. Yeah. So, do we think we see see some? Like uh, that's not a steel I picker. I was wondering it? about it. It might be a It might be you know in the genus of the. What was it, Piper? Piper bird. I don't know how it's spelled. I, I forget. Right. It sounded a little bit like a um, um, flamingo, <laughs> but um, you know. so, I'm just sort of wondering. Yeah. I mean, there's there's Do- Dolan's um, creature is, is a. I mean, they, they just call it a pig or a boar. It's truffle boar. Truffle boar. is that? The, the, <laughs> it's, it's actually. Would called you a truffle like to boar. know what a yeah. piper bird looks like based on the yeah. internet? Oh wow, you have one. Um, we also have gruffins. Maybe. We know Dolan is a gruffin herder. Oh yeah, and gruffins. Uh, do we get a description of gruffins? Uh, no, but they have wool, so okay, okay. they're probably sheep-like. Sheep-like, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, the, hu- I, the Huxworm, obviously. Yeah. Um, those cave maggots that Vi has to fight off. Um, the myth, the kind of um, cryptid, uh, mythic cryptid called the Snarlock that Dolan talks about. Mm. <laughs> but I thought that was funny. It was kind of they have their own fairy tales and folklore on, on Batu, which is kind of interesting. Um, what else do we have here? I stand corrected. There's no picture of Piper. There is a glass anemones that she sees before she goes into the ruins. Yep. Yeah. yeah that yeah. also was really creeped me out. Like yeah. the idea of like, yeah, yeah, it looks fine. Stick your hand in it. And then suddenly you're <laughs> just like, like, no, you're dead. Yeah. Yeah. Dead um, Trandoshan too. And those, they're tougher to take down. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So lots of wildlife that I hope we see little animatronic, you know, critters um, at the park that represent these, these creatures we read about. Um, 
You want to go into locations? Sure. I mean, there weren't too many they talked about. There's a lot of species, but not, and there, what locations? There's more have? species I could name, but um, for look, I think there's a lot of locations we could just jump into real quick that hopefully we might see at the park. Yeah. Update, oh, see, update on pipe of birds. Oh yeah. Right. So not physically seen in the park, but there are sound clips of birds ah. that they play that are the pipe of birds. So you hear them. You don't see okay. them. You hear them. Okay, cool. cool. But it's interesting. There's something I was googling it, and it has something to do with a national or an international organization. And when you Google pipe of bird. Most of the pictures that come up are pigeons. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> because it's some type of like national organization. Mm. So I'm like, oh, is that... and so my thought was like, <laughs> they just renamed pigeons to Piper Birds, which yeah. would be kind of amazing. And then they're going to have all the lizards down there named. So obviously we have oh. the crash site. Yep. Um, probably won't be there. Probably not this far outside the. Uh, yeah, and they said there was a nesting like um, a pair of, uh, I forget, Dihar, Meow Meows, I think it was. Sure. Dugar, Dugar. Yeah. Dugar. Oh, there, yeah, yeah, oh, there yeah. was Dugar. The deer like creatures. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so that was because she's like Archek. I can imagine Archek's being back yeah. at the camp carving mm-hmm. a dugar yeah. dugar dugar out of wood. Yeah. A lot of a lot of uh, a lot of um, habits, like kind of um, in this book, yeah. like yeah. a lot of activities, like, like weaving. Well, you got a lot of time uh, knitting, knitting, carving, <laughs> carving, like a lot of whittling. Yeah, yeah. But I kind of left it because you think about like a lot of their time is spent sitting waiting for her to come back from work. Like yeah. so, you're gonna have all these hobbies and things. Yeah, hobbies. It's very trying, realistic. Yeah. Just, I would like, go insane. That's yeah. Guy. Um, uh, Savi's path. It was kind of that path that they first take. Yeah. Savi yeah. first takes from the ruins to Savi's workshop and into, yeah. into Black Spire Outpost. Just sort of like halfway through the book, is that maybe started referring to it as yeah. Savi's path. And is that it. maybe where you come into the park? Maybe. That might be kind mm-hmm. of the end uh, or uh, the beginning yeah. or end, maybe. Yeah. Uh, Trilon Wishing Tree. That is 100% there. 100% there, yep. Okay. I've and seen are pictures you able on to it. buy a piece of fabric and hang it on the tree? It is. That, that tree has Ruben. grown too tall for anyone to reach. Oh, okay. Because someone, so I think either Delilah S. Dawson or the writer of A Crash of Fates took a picture by it and someone responded, Did you put one up? And she said, It's too tall to do that. So I feel like they have clearly done that, but it would be interesting. I feel like you just would have too many visitors to be yeah. able to effectively. Right. Because I have that same that. thought. Everyone but it's, it's, it's it. there. I feel like I'm ruining everything for everyone. But it's there, but you can't do anything yeah. with it. But it's there, and you can see all the things hanging from you it. You can feel free to wish next to it. Yeah. Uh, we have the the land port, which is the fueling station where Selju works. Oh, I, don't know. I bet that's there. I bet that's there. Yeah. yeah. Those are the I crank bikes there. and swoop yeah. bikes and things like that are just parked. Yeah. Yeah, I've yeah, seen yeah. pictures. Probably yeah. some water fountains there. Um, Maybe the bathrooms. Arda's clothing shop. It's got to be yep. there. Oh, yeah. I think that's there. That's probably where you buy it. Because you can buy Jedi robes in the park. But you can't wear them in the park, right? Yeah. So I'm guessing that's where you buy the. So is there a cast member playing? Or it's Arba? where the scarves are. Maybe, yeah. Or or one of that one of Arba's uh, you know workers. Right, right, right. Um, Savi and Sons, obviously yep. there. Definitely we know there. Um, Oga's Cantina, but oh, yeah. also the hidden office. Oga's hidden office. <laughs> yeah. Again, see Adam there. walking into the ladies' room and getting kicked and, out of. Right. Uh, Dawson says it's a hidden door. Like it's either it's doors. either below or behind the cantina. Yeah. We're going to be hunting for that. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I All I'm going to do is when I walk into the ladies' room, I'm going to be carrying a copy of Black Spire and saying, it's because of this book. You made this. Ancient Batuan ruins. Yes, I, I hope they're there. I hope they're there. But I, I think they're, I think that's going to be that's going to be the rebel camp. Yeah, that's right. going to be the rebel camp. Oh, that's actually it's a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, that, that'll be the, the part that when I don't know when it'll up. open, but yeah. that's what that's going to be. And we know that they, there's multiple cenotes that they discover which are those uh those, like bathing areas those like 
pool yeah, the spring. Yeah, they just use the, is that just a word in English the, to like a pool where water I, runs in and out of? Like I've never I seen so. it. I think it's a I, meeting area. Yeah, like, a Greek word for like meeting. I had to like, Google where there's it a is, water because like, I had the area. same thought of like, uh, why is she acting like it's a word? Uh, we all know. <laughs> yeah, no and I, I haven't read a Star Wars book and felt dumb in a long time, but that was one where I googled. It's like a meeting. It is a meeting it's, place. It's yeah. like where oh. Greeks used to bathe. Yeah, in, like yeah. a public almost. Coming soon, <laughs> Galaxy's okay. Edge, the water park. <laughs> oh gosh, the, the nudist park. The nudist park. The nudist Sanuti park. Um, uh, the old turret she mentions a couple times. I think that's there. You can see it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, a natural the- pit or sinkhole resulting from the collapse of limestone bedrock and explosion. Oh, okay. But that is they were used quite a bit in. Okay. Uh, in a, oh, yeah. so it is, it is a kind yeah. of. Um, all right. It's a natural geographic thing. But they're right. often used for meeting places. Okay, cool. Um, the Penumbra Star Destroyer. That was a cool name. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the Penumbra. What yeah. does Penumbra mean? It's uh, it's a astrological... It's like an astrophysics thing when like the a planet blocks another planet's light, I yeah. think. So oh, that. right. Okay. Oh, here's an interesting question. They made a big deal about oh, it so having two suns? It has three suns and three two moons. Suns. Three suns Which, and two moons. It 100% only has one sun. <laughs> right. Why would you say that right. when you can't... Because part of me is like, if I don't... If there's not a point where they have like a fake sun go past or a moon, I would be highly disappointed. Right. <laughs> it was a weird choice because I read that. I'm like, you can't do that at, at Florida. Like, yeah. Like, you can't make a new sun or two. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, also, really cool. They can. The, uh, the First Order... The first First order MHU six E transport base. Mm, yes, that, really, really cool. Really yeah. cool sounding. And it made me think of like a space sand crawler. Mm. Like it, I imagine something really boxy and gray based yeah, on their other transports, stuff, but yeah. really cool idea where it's like this is a mobile base for like right because yeah, yeah, yeah. Vi and Archex have to set up this base, whereas yeah. the first order have one right. pre built in this just transport. It's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, I mean that makes a lot of sense. Really utilitarian. But yeah, in my mind, I wonder if we'll get one of those at the park. That'd Maybe. Be really cool. Yeah. I just imagine something really square and boring looking Probably. like utilitarian. Yeah. Um but uh yeah, it would be cool. Or it could not, you know, it could be spacey and weird, but I don't who know. knows? But it's there. But yeah, like their boxes. Based on their like U-boat ships, like Yeah. Cool. cool. I mean, covered a lot of stuff here. Yeah. Else, you guys want to cover anything else? I got nothing. I would just say, like, if you've hopefully hopefully you've read this book before listening to this, but but even yeah. if you haven't it is still worth reading. Like we have just, we've really just hit the tip of the iceberg with, yeah. with what's written there, what, what's in there. So it is just really, really good book. So I would definitely avoid, yeah. uh, suggest reading it. Definitely good, um, good characters. Good, yeah. but like just really went yeah. to a lot of places and we didn't really cover okay. much of that at all. Um, I wanted to talk about Creaky for a half an hour. Um, yes. Um, because she's just a cool, enviable uh, yeah. character. And then another quick side that. note is that. Um, uh, Dawson also writes quite a bit for the Star Wars Adventure uh, comics so if you like her writing definitely pick it up that skews younger yep. but she just had uh, issue 25 came out uh, this week and it's it's all about an adventure uh, between with Leia and, and Honda uh, not Honda Leia and uh, Holdo, Holdo on Coruscant oh, man. Uh, as teenagers where Leia is teaching Holdo how to uh, pilot a speeder and, oh. and mayhem ensues it's quite a fun read so if you like her style um, it's a little more, definitely more lighthearted. It's a lot less torture. Well, less torture. Uh, but Good. she she does. I'm impressed with her ability to write to multiple reading levels yeah. in a really effective way. So yeah. definitely worth picking up. It's really great. All yeah. right. Well, awesome. Great job, guys. Um, and thanks very much for listening to us. And may the spires keep you.
This is Grex Kondak signing off. For the latest breaking news, follow at Core World News on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you, and good night. Remember, the Force will be with you, always. <laughs>